what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. We'll just go around the room and have everybody introduce themselves. Sure. That's all. Kevin Newsom. Okay. Kevin Stevens. Randy Collingham. So, how long has everybody been at the plant? I can't remember. 43 years is coming November. I'll be here 40 years in December. And I'll be here 41 in January. And what's your roles at the at the plant? I'm a supervisor. Supervisor. I'm a quality manager. And I work in the cabinet shop. Cabinet shop. Tell me a little bit about your um, position and like what you kind of do. I've always been in the cabinet shop the entire time. Uh, my particular job right now is I cut all the style and put all the frames together for all the cabinets, and then I hand them off to my coworkers. That's what I do all day long. You've done that for the entirety of you've been here? I've been doing this here? particular job since Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Up until that point, I used to build cabinets, like vanities and larger, up to 40 inches on cabinets. Once in a while, I would help on the, on the uh, overheads. And when I first started, I did interior doors. I had to glue press them. Mm-hmm. Simply meaning I put glue on on a frame and put it in a glue press. And then when they were done, I had to them to size. How much did you know before you came into your position? How much was like on-site training? On-site training, all. All of it? (laughs) The whole time? When I was in high school, I wanted to be a carpenter. And back then, that was taboo for a girl. I was going to say, yeah, you're probably stepping out of line by thinking you were going to be running a saw or something like that. No, that's awesome that you were able to kind of step into this and obviously succeed in it for, you know, quite some time, you know, for almost 45 years, yeah, here. My brothers who were employed at the time here are the ones that showed me how to read a tape. And now I show other people how I was taught how to read a tape. (laughs) I was going to say, you've probably taught so many, so many eyes how to, how to read a tape and how to use a tool and all sorts of things. And even after... 43 years, I still enjoy my job. Well, that's a, yeah, that's very important. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. I enjoy the people. Yeah, and your coworkers. That makes a big part of it, you know. Uh, when my husband was sick, Champion as a whole and the employees bent over backwards to help me. When my husband passed away, Champion and the employees bent over backwards to help me. And so I really, really appreciate him. Yeah, it's a testament to the community and, you know, the type of people that, you know, grew up here in York County and the type of culture that, we, you know, we want, you know, our community to kind of have. You know, we're here to help each other. It's, it's a community, you know. We're not here by ourselves. That's awesome that you were able to have that support. So we'll move on to Kevin. Tell me a little bit about your role. Okay, I'm a quality manager. Kind of started off back in 1980. I started... Uh, on roof dock where we did metal roofs and then we progressed to shingle roofs about what five years later yeah and then i moved down to siding with randy here we were kind of he was on the front ends and i was on the side and i did that for about five years then moved on to tie down 
which were, that's where you set the ceilings. And I got bored with that and said, get me out of here. And Mr. Tyree came and um, put me over in final finish where I become the, what they call group leaders. Went on after that and became a supervisor. Then the next role, I think I went down to the south plant when we split, when we, year was that, Karen? 97, 98. Yeah, we all moved up here, but then uh, I went back down to the south plant. We were building Redmond's, and uh, I was the assistant production manager under Rod Light. Then they were getting ready to close the plant, and I come back up here to purchasing. Um, worked for Leonard for, wow, 10 years. And then I went back out on the line as a supervisor. And then I got bored with that again and went to, what was it, RTS, our ready-to-ship inspector. And from ready-to-ship inspector, I took the role on as a quality manager. So that's where I'm at right now. So, so you've kind of seen the ins and outs of the whole, yeah, whole plant kind of yeah, almost there. Yeah, a lot of different roles out here. But like Karen says, it, it's it's crazy out here. It's... um. Everybody here, we're like family. We really mm -hmm. are. We care about each other. We're with each other more than we're with our spouses, if you think about it. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool how everybody's very, very tight out here. That's awesome. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and so um, how did kind of those um, first beginning positions as you got into Champion kind of help you as a quality you know, manager, help you um, kind of get to where you're at Just learning the now? codes of it. And I... When, when I got to be a supervisor, I kind of took interest in the quality because as a supervisor, you got to know your whole area, you know, and what, what has to be done. So, and I, I was given a chance and uh, I really enjoy what I do now. Yeah, it's that attention to detail, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, and you, you know, just making have sure. to, you know, and we got a good team out there, so. And, you, and everyone out here, you know, from what I've kind of gathered from speaking to some of the people that work out there, everybody takes a lot of pride in you yeah, know, the product that exactly, you guys build yeah. out here. And you have a huge part in that, making sure that it's a consistent you know, product that you know, is coming out of here and everything. You know, like we that. have a, what, an apartment building down in Kansas City on Maine, and it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible to see that. That was one of the very first, I think, in the United States manufactured apartment building in a plant mm -hmm. we were the first to do it right here in york six stories high wow that's that's a, how many so how many units is that that's 60 boxes that 60, we built yeah, 60 60 boxes. together like a puzzle and when they got it all done they said that they're that they were so amazed at how well it went together the top floor on the very end hallway was off one quarter of an inch oh my goodness from and what it was and they're like, designed how is this even possible that's, that's awesome. That's they had. They made a big emphasis on that one quarter inch. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, Randy. Let's jump into it. Tell me a little bit about your role and what, what you do out here. Well, uh, like I said, you know, almost well over forty years ago, I started on the siding department. I I was there for probably ten years, uh, and then um, um, I just started moving up the ladder and and uh, got into the supervisory position after probably I'd say fifteen years. And then, um, like Kevin, you know, they built this new plant. Um, I came up here, and like Kevin, when they decided to keep running the old plant, I went back down there with Kevin for a while. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was down there for a while, and then when they closed that plant down there, I was acting as a, a service manager at that time. I have about five years of service manager, you know, in me, and probably 25 years of supervisory in me. And um, in all that time, you know, back and forth from different plants, we had a spell where our management team, because 
The reason they closed the south plant wasn't a quality issue or an order issue or anything like that. It was an upper level change for super high-end product and they wanted us to go to Central City to the other sister champion plant, Atlantic Homes, mm -hmm. and uh, um, start building this other product there. And um, well, I think they, our corporation kind of found out that it's really hard to diversify into just one type of product. Yep. And that's probably why we are where we are and why we've been so successful because this plant builds everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the very inexpensive to the very expensive stuff. Um, we built uh, two houses that went to Colorado that were uh, one house uh, retailed for a um, million five, the other one was 3.2. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were seven boxes on one and five boxes on the other. One was a duplex, one was a single family. But it's because of our ability to uh, custom, custom build. You know, somebody comes in and they love this floor plan, but they want to modify it to this and that. You know, our engineering department tells us yes or no, and, and we build it. You know, so it's really hard to get into a comfort zone when things change so much. Mm -hmm. But, uh, from the Central City plant, I come right back here, and um, I've been here ever since. I did spend some more time as a service manager, and uh, um, at that particular point in time, uh, our production manager, um, Rick Aldrich, asked me to come back out on the floor because I had worked for him as a supervisor where I could do more good, you know, and so I went back out there on the floor, and I've been there ever since, so. Um, one of the things that Karen and Kevin both touched on, you know, the family atmosphere out here, um, I have a saying that uh, a lot of the people have heard me say it more and more times, and it's really relevant with all of us, not just us that have been here for a long time, is every house we build out there is somebody's dream. We're not going to be a dream crusher. That's true. It's almost yeah. like we should have a banner out there. We are yep. not dream crushers. That's quite a responsibility if you think of it like that. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, I mean, who doesn't dream? Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, why be the one person that just throws a monkey wrench into it? Our product sells itself, not our salesmen, not our dealers. I mean, yeah. so it's really important that, you know, we all maintain that, that frame of mind because it is somebody's home, so. Perfect, perfect. One of the things that's unique is it takes about 10 days to complete a house from front to back. So, you know, where can you find a house? And we go through so many inspections. We go through more inspections than an actual stick built house. Actual home. Yeah. Kevin and I were just talking about this the other day. I said, Kevin, do you realize that you have been part of, and you obviously yeah, have been a yeah. part of, we've been a part of building over 50,000 homes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know, and, and that's not exact math, but that's pretty darn close. That's probably, <laughs> probably low. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah say, that's probably, probably a conservative right. estimate. Yeah. That's probably low, yeah. That, that's great though, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, so you talked a little bit about it takes 10 days start to finish. If someone were to come out here and get a house, and want to purchase a house what kind of does that am I talking what kind of what, what's the process for that kind of look like is that gonna be like a two to three week process for planning the oh we're so far or? out right now how many weeks out are we 12 weeks out mm -hmm. yeah so yeah if they would come in today and say I want to build a house and they're looking at probably uh, next year okay it, like starting in january or february but on the flip side of that yeah but the turnaround is in yeah. 10 days they yeah. will have it yeah yeah because, yeah. You know, yeah we'll you know sometimes it could take 12 weeks to build yeah. a house yes exactly <laughs> exactly one of the big big difference between manufacturing and stick stick site houses is uh controlled environment yeah. mm -hmm. you know it isn't just the fact that we can buy in bulk so we save a lot of money so we can put more better stuff at cheaper prices than stick houses can but it's also because 
nothing ever gets rained on here. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you're, you're working on stuff like this just constantly. Our material at Stick House, you buy a bundle of lumber. You're using every stick of it because you don't want to waste any money. Here, we're culling it, we're chopping it up, um, throwing it away. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not using that stuff. I mean, that is one of the single biggest thing. Another thing that I'm not bashing stick houses because I've seen some beautiful ones and I know a lot of people that do beautiful work. But when you stop and think about it, they have site inspectors that usually come for the pre-inspection and then the final inspection. And we have site inspectors called QC every single day. Mm -hmm. And then we have state inspectors, we have the AP inspectors. And PFS inspectors. PFS yeah. inspectors. So, I mean, we're, we're just, I'm going to say it in a prideful way, we are just head and tails above stick houses. You'd have a hard time convincing me otherwise. And I've seen some million dollar houses. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe you can look at it as pride, which we all have. Yeah. But uh, it's just simple. When you have that many eyes on it constantly, there's no cheating. Mm -hmm. You know, you just do it. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's quite a few misconceptions out there about, you know, your manufactured houses. And they call everything. them trailers, you yeah, know. <laughs> they have the old, you know, trailer yeah, home. Old. It has been great to kind of see, you know, the transition to, you know, manfa manufactured home and not, you know, trailer homes and everything like that. Um, what are some other misconceptions and some things that... Uh, maybe you kind of hear um, and um, know to not be true maybe about manufactured houses. Well, you know, one time it was, you know, during the hurricanes, this is kind of funny. It stood out in my mind right away. Florida. Yeah, and for the champion home was still standing while these state-built homes were <laughs> demolished. And this thing, what they call a trailer, was still sitting right in the middle. And I think everybody come back to work the next day, hey, did you see that champion home standing there? So, yeah, I think... The, People just, yeah, they think they're still the 1960s, and mm -hmm. no, it's not. It, it's amazing how we build these. They're very sturdy, you know, and the, it's just the inspection process alone. Like Randy said, it's every day they're getting inspected, not just a pre-inspection in the final. You know, you know so. it's, it's also real wood cabinets, uh, yeah. um, solid surface countertops, uh, granite countertops, um, Corian countertops. Yep. You know, we've done them all, mm -hmm. and again, what the homeowner wants and whatever kind of a whatever in their budget yeah yeah, yeah. whatever in their budget yeah and a lot the of people will come to ones. me and talk to them you know all what's it like what's it like what's it like uh it's not like back in the 60s when they used raptor stock for the sidewalls right. you've mm -hmm. got two fours you got two by six you got two by six flooring you, you know it's a whole lot more sturdier um i guarantee we'd probably stand up to the wind anytime mm -hmm. yeah because we have the two befores and the two six it's what the customer wants if he wants blowing in insulation in every room we give it to him because that's what he wants that's what they want yeah exactly and i'm yeah you've seen that quality of material i'm sure in your hands kind of you know, change ago, over the years we used to have one called the peanut yeah we go in a hundred of them it was like a train <laughs> you know they just all move in unison but they didn't amount to a hill of beans because there was nothing in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were very 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 simple houses. Yep, yep. and then yeah, like you said, yeah, the times have changed. You know, there's more quality inspections at every every step of the process. It's not just post, and yeah, there's a lot more control that's yeah, going. We're building on. a lot higher end house than we used to. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the plant. 
Um, you said this plant has been open for 60 years now? The champion, champion. as a whole in York, Nebraska. In York, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so talk to me a little bit about the old plant, I guess, if you will, and then... You can start off with Metamora. And then getting here. All right. When I first started uh, Plydem, mm -hmm. that used to be the old champion That's plant. That's the original champion plant. Yes. Okay. And I, like I said, I started in November, and that December, we moved out south. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there by what is it? Is that ConAgra now? Um, it's uh, one of the ag companies own part of it, and then Fairway Vinyl. Fairway Agri Vinyl. Pro Agri Products and Fairway Agri Vinyl. Products. Okay, yes. yeah, oh, yes. out there on South the Grant and yes. whatever yeah. Radio Road or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We moved out there. Mm -hmm. They come to everybody and said, "If you got a truck, we'll load you." Do you remember when that was? When you guys moved out uh, that way? I come out here '74. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was probably December of 74 that we moved out south. Okay. And I mean, anybody and everybody who had a truck. Yep, you were moving, <laughs> hauling, whatever. <laughs> fill Back it up. up. They load you up, you do up to the Take a desk, plant. take a filing cabinet. <laughs> and then in 97, 98, they built this one. And it was basically the same story. You got to pick up and bring it up. And Randy and myself, we were here with hard hats on on a dirt floor helping Working them build out. this. Yeah, oh, we man. were kind of helping them build yeah. this place, yes. Yeah, so we were up was... here for how long? Um, getting it ready about almost a year. Yeah. That so, is quite a change having your yeah. own employees build your yeah. own. Yeah. You wouldn't see that no, at no. all today. It was, it was kind of yeah. a fun experience for us. That's so. kind of neat. That's really cool to be able to yeah. kind of say that. And so what were the products that were primarily made when you were out? Was it still houses and everything when you were over at the other plant? Or they were all HUDs. Did a lot, yeah, probably 100% HUDs. The mods yeah. didn't really come into effect until the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's back in the day when they were still known as You had like, houses. you yeah. had four designs and take it or leave it, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cookie yep. cutter houses, what yep. we called them. Yep, okay, yeah. And so modifications really started to pick up in the 90s or, yes. yeah? Mm -hmm. Early 90s, they started the mod modular housing, started really getting strong. And now we are probably 85% modular and about, yeah, 15% HUD. And then how many um, homes are you guys putting out? You know, a Three year? a day, so Three 15 a, day, a week. 15 a week, and so that's 750 a year, 650 yeah, about, a year, something yeah. like that, yeah. Well, it's three floors. Yeah, three floors. Mm -hmm. So, so do you are these manufacturers own just one floor, or can you get two story? We do two stories. You do do two we story manufacturers. Two stories. We do hotels. We do what we call. You ever see tiny houses? Yeah, I've seen we, those. They're yeah. called mm -hmm. park models. Mm -hmm. um, tiny houses. Anybody can build a tiny house. Mm -hmm. There's no codes in them. No. And <laughs> if you would see some of them. It'd scare you. The electricity is run by an extension cord. On a <laughs> on a park model, you have to build it to RVIA code. To real code. And codes. that's another inspection okay. we had to go through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're so, definitely getting a much higher quality oh, yeah. product we you build know, them when really you know that. High-end yeah. park models. So. Yeah, we've just currently um, completed one of the projects down in Colorado, which are these homes up on the wall over here. Um, they're very contemporary looks. Um, you know, you can look at them, you're like, those are manufactured. People don't even get it. They mm -hmm. have no clue they're manufactured. And uh, we've built shopping centers. <laughs> we have built. Or hospitals, schools. <laughs> we have built schools. We have built bait shops. We're yeah. 
customer lives in part that the rest with the bait shop. A synagogue. Yeah. Yeah. A synagogue. Yes. yes. Uh, didn't we send a couple to Omaha for schools? Schools, yes. Yeah. We have a couple of our park models, several of our park models in Alaska. Okay. Yes. People ask, why did they go to Alaska? Well, you know, it's a testament to this group of people that we built something here and it went right by some of our sister plants. Yep. <laughs> on its way up there. there. York Mobile Home Plaza. Mm-hmm. When you go past it, you'll see a two-story. That's ours. Yeah, yeah, I have that's seen that. We built yeah. that. Yeah. Two-story okay. single white. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Randy and I. Um, that's always been the most unique thing. I've yep. always thought. You know, I we live right there. We set that at the yeah. show. Yep. Yeah. I live right there on Fourth Street, and that's yeah. always something to kind of you know when you drive right out there. Yeah. Um, perfect. Perfect. So a little bit, um, you know, I think you've guys talked about it, but you know the reason why. Um, you know, Champion has been able to be so successful is the people, is the work ethic of the people that come out here, is the culture, is the community, and a lot of that, you know, to be able to happen here at the Champion level has to happen at a larger level within the community, and so it's awesome that um, you guys are able to attract those people and get them here and just even further, you know, um, you know, demand that work ethic and have that work ethic and that pride in what you do, and so that's 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 really awesome that you guys are you know able to be do that and so what are some maybe you know other benefits that you guys have maybe you know taken or noticed you know about being located you know here in here in york well one of the things um benefits um with our current general manager he's really really big into uh um teamwork and family Mm -hmm. and combining the two that uh we've had more company picnics, more uh, company functions together. We had we have fishing tournaments and uh, pr- customer appreciation parties, which just got canceled two weeks ago because of the COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise um, me. Just really getting back into the community too, Champion. Yeah. You know, we kind of disappeared for a while and uh, just seems yeah. like we're back into the community, involved a lot more. Uh, Champion started doing scholarships for um, high school kids yeah. and college kids. and. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, it's just one of those things that they just didn't get much involvement in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's people that, when you say champion, you know, they're thinking of uh, sports gear. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. We're champion spark plugs. Yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. And this company, I'm certain, with, as with other sister companies, we are real big into adoptive families. Mm-hmm. Yes, we and are. Like around school and then like wintertime, we're collecting coats. Yeah. We're just really big into that too, because we've got it. We're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe this little child's parents aren't working and they need a winter coat. Mm-hmm. We get out there. We get them one. Mm-hmm. We get them some gloves. Um, one year, we even sent something out to the reformatory, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah. Just makes you feel good when you do stuff like that. It's you know? certainly, yeah. Give I mean, back, you know. The we community, also, yeah. We also hard. have our own in-house uh, first responder team. Um, there's a, a lot of, well, I want to say there's probably 10. Yes. 10 people out there that uh, um, have been through multiple um, first aid, CPR classes, and it has paid off. Saved a guy's life out here one time. Our plant has the aid. No. AEDs. 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 Yeah, yeah. Which they used on one of our fellow employees. They brought him back. He is back to work now, but because of this plant, 
other plants now have AEDs. AEDs. Yeah, we were well, the that's first awesome. one in Champion to get it, and we were the first one to get two, and then we were the first one to get three. Three. And all of them are following suit with it because we all agree that our, our employees are our lifeline. They're, yeah, you're, they're your most important asset, and they should be your most important investment. I mean, you know, yeah. the health of them. I, is I have a saying out there um, doctor out here, because I'm on the first responder team. I just play one, yeah. so stay safe. <laughs> you never hope you never hope to use those things, and That's you know. Right. But they're the greatest investment oh, yeah. to just have on the wall and know that you'll you'll be safe. You know, should yeah. something happen. That's awesome. That, well, that, it's nice to know that there are people out there. I'm not on a responder, but it's nice to know that there are people out there who know how to use that stuff. Right. They give them CPR training. They give them safety training. They give them training on this, the AEDs. And I, for one, I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. Because if we'd have lost this gentleman, we'd all have been hurting. Certainly. Well, I don't have any other questions, I guess, for you all. So I guess... Is there anything that you all I'll let you guys, you know, each have a turn and anything you guys want to, you know, say and just leave, you know, kind of everyone with, you know, sure. one last kind it's of It's a great thing. place to work and we need bodies out here. Yeah. Fill out an application. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? Awesome. Self-plug is important. <laughs> Perfect. Anybody else have anything? No? Really, that sums it up. It is a good place to work. It's um, People say how insurance everywhere is terrible. Um, I, for one, can tell you that our our insurance program out here is way better than a lot of companies. Great benefit package out here. That's yes, one reason why I'm still here. Yep, um, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we've yeah. had contractors come out here and work because they're like, you know, just the benefits alone makes up in the cost they would have to do, you know, and mm -hmm. the fact that they can work for it more most of the time. <laughs> Certainly. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank hey, you for Gary. your time. This is 17 County a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.